Hi, everyone. I'm Mona Vand. And I'm Chloe Flower. Welcome back to Core Self. You guys, today's episode gets very personal. I don't know if you watch the Golden Globes, but Chloe went a bit viral for her appearance. If you didn't see it, here's the story. Chloe was there to play the piano live at different points throughout the broadcast, and she killed it. But some people at the show and on Twitter thought she was playing people off stage and rushing them to finish their speeches. And just to be very clear, she was not. It was definitely a recording. But that didn't stop people from coming at her online and even on the show, literally on live TV. So it got very dramatic. So here was this night that was supposed to be amazing for Chloe and her career, and it turned into something entirely different. So in this episode, there's definitely a lot to unpack in terms of how she handled it and the trauma she felt after. But we also both get into just online bullying in general with social media and how people seem to forget that even though we're in the public eye, it still really hurts when you're targeted, especially for something you didn't even do. Like, just to be clear, I was not playing anybody off. I don't have the authority. Nobody gave me the authority. You know, I feel like we weren't sure we were going to talk about it on our oh, show. Yeah, Award season, you know, and it's like every time I go to an award show, it's like goes viral, mm. you know, so I wasn't at the <laughs> Grammys, <laughs> so it didn't go viral. No, just kidding. But yeah, no, the Golden Globes were amazing. I think uh, for me, it was such a great opportunity to showcase my music and outfits and, you know, what I can do, you know, take a theme that everyone knows and and add my own personality to it and make it like cloified. Mm -hmm. But then obviously, you know, went viral. And I think for me, it kind of made me realize that when you're putting yourself out there, to the world, like 5 million people watched it, like 20 million people have watched the Golden Globes before. It's a lot of humans. You just kind of have to expect and be prepared for everything, good or bad, because Twitter is like, you know, always going to be there. <laughs> for anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. You, so you did the Grammys. How, how many years ago was the Grammys? 2019. Okay, so you went so viral there. You like stole the show in the best way. The best viral. And then you went viral after the Golden Globes. But the worst viral. But actually, I, <laughs> I still stand by. I mean, I was in the phone with you. Yeah. And you were obviously like really upset because it was a traumatic experience. But I still think that even though it went viral, you came out looking so good because you did nothing wrong. I did thousands of interviews all the next day just to, you know, talk about how, no, Michelle Yeoh doesn't hate me. And no, I didn't play anybody off. But still, you know, people still will think to this day, although it's been like a month, it's not been that long, but like to this day. But that was last weekend. People, people are still yeah, bringing it up. People are still thinking that I had the authority to play people off. And I'll tell you what was most traumatizing about that performance was I started getting yelled at first by Colin Farrell. Oh in the God. six o'clock hour. So like it starts at six, right? So like, I'm like, oh my God, I have like four more hours left of this. Like, how am I going to do two more outfit changes while everyone's yelling at me, right? Every time someone went on stage, I literally got sick to my stomach, like praying <sighs> to the universe, please, Lord universe, let these people not go on <laughs> too long. <laughs> because everyone's going to think, like every time the music came on, all the tables in front of me would turn around and glare. Like, oh, you're so rude. And I'm like oh holding my, my hands up. But, you know, it's dark and no one can really see. And so for me, it was just like, oh, my God, everyone thinks I'm playing these people off. It's like getting blamed for something you're innocent for, you know, yeah. wrongly, wrongly accused. But then, you know, in addition to that, trying to play live and not be like so traumatized. But that was such a great for me. What I learned from that was being present. I didn't think about what happened in the past. I didn't think about what was going to happen in the future. 
I didn't look at my phone. I knew that CNN had published my victims list and I knew it was national news, but that's all I knew. I didn't know anything else and I didn't want to know. I was just like, be in the now, do your best. You have a job to do. So play your best, continue your job and just get it over with and then be done. Like, And that was like a real example of living in the present. Like all I was thinking about was my next spot, when I have to play live next, when I have to, what the next song is. Because it was changing all the time. Like, wow. that, like it was a live show, but also like I had a lot of stuff to play and I was playing live. So it was like, you know, they were like, oh, hey, like this person's not going to come on anymore. We're switching to this presenter. So you're, you know, they walk a little slower. So can you add four more seconds on to take my breath away? And I was like, no, <laughs> like I can't just live add four more seconds on like, oh, my gosh, you know, it was like very oh stressful. God. Right. And so in addition to that, having to deal with like being bullied for four hours, it was like crazy. But you know what? Like we're signing up for this. Like we are signing up for it in a way because we're putting ourselves out there and we can't expect all like roses to come back. You know, you're going to have like some people upset. You're going to have some people that don't like what you do. Some people probably didn't like the way I played Cheers. Did I play Cheers? <laughs> I prepared Cheers. I don't know if I ended up playing it. But like, you know, they're just um, you're you're I think we expect that. And you must have the same thing. Do you read your comments? <laughs> I just like hold on. I'm not I'm not ready to move away from this yet oh, okay. because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to recap. So you, you know, you get asked to play at the Golden Globes. You're the only performer. It's like, I mean, we were just so everyone knows me and Chloe were supposed to go on vacation together for New Year's. Mm -hmm. uh, we were all going to St. Bart's. You fully canceled the trip so you could prepare for the Golden Globes. You were working day and night. So excited. Just so responsible about it. It was a big moment for you. Yeah. And then you get on there and you actually didn't do anything. So when they play the music to cue people off, it sounds like a piano, I guess, right? It's a piano music, but it's not you. You know, it was some of my r music that I had pre-recorded in advance, and it was some music that Got they it. had in their catalog, like jazz music. Right. I think because, like you said, the Golden Globes had never had a face to music, I became the face to all sound, which, you know... Can we just, like, take a moment <laughs> for how amazing that is? No, it's, it's amazing. So cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And then it's, like, amazing. And then, you know, it's sad that, like, it got turned into something else. But the, the great thing is, is, like, I think... I think, you know, I have to go back to being raised with love. Like, I swear my I think because I that sounds so embarrassing. But like, my parents raised me with so much love. I just, I think that that gave me some sense of security that like, it doesn't matter what everyone's thinking right now, just do my job and do my best and it will all work out. It, right. I have to have that. I have to have that mentality, even if it had worked out differently. And, you know, nobody had called me. I mean, I did so much press the next day. It was crazy. It was like headline news everywhere. And, you know, I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to, like, speak about it after because I could have been just, you know, it could have been nothing. And Gerard, also Gerard stopping in the middle of the award show and being like, stop attacking Chloe she it's a it's a track she's not playing like right. leave her alone right um that was so momentous for for me because my my following is much smaller than his and so then that became trending I think it was like hashtag like protect the Golden Globes pianist at all costs that's such a long hashtag <laughs> but it went from like that it's so long <laughs> but the one before that was like die golden globes piano it was basically <laughs> like, you went viral on twitter first because everyone was attacking yeah. you and then immediately they switched the other direction yeah because i think it became clear when he you know very early on in the show like an hour and a half in it became clear that like this was going to ruin my career do you remember so i called i think i spoke to you two days after or something and you were like drunk yeah i can't stop crying you're oh like, yeah. i don't know why i just can't and i was like 
first of all, the press was already like in your direction because you did nothing wrong. But we were just acknowledging that it was such a traumatic experience. And I was like, Chloe, cry, like feel it all out now so you don't hold these emotions inside because like getting bullied on stage with like A-list celebrities, people you respect in your industry where everyone's like, you know, even if it's roasting you or just for something you didn't do, like that sucks. Like yeah. it almost feels like it takes you back to high school where you're bullied, but like at a much larger scale and literally trending in the whole world. I don't cry unless I'm like happy. Like it's a weird thing. I think, I don't know if it's an Asian thing. I don't know if it's a, just a Chloe thing, but I never would cry when I was like really upset. I would usually cry like when I'm so happy. And so it was like, weird like I'd be like having a green juice like strolling down Beverly Hills like and I'd be like like all of a sudden just sobbing and I was like why am I crying like I don't know and I think it was definitely traumatizing and I think it's important like to cry and to feel your emotions that's what you told me feel the emotions and it's okay but like I wasn't it's good I didn't feel like sad in the moment it's so meditative because you know i've told you when i meditate sometimes i cry or just like i'll like yell i'll scream it's so weird but i don't even know why and i think it's so important where we don't have to associate like a reasoning we always want to analyze everything Mm -hmm. like i feel like humans are like why am i doing this why is this like just have the emotion and feel it so it's like less thinking more feeling and you're not used to crying you're just such a high energy happy naturally like truly happy person so maybe it was confusing but maybe that's why you're happy because you know how to feel the emotion in the moment like you you had it and I feel like you're much better now I'm totally fine now like no crying whatsoever but definitely I think it's you know like my first experience with negative social mm-hmm. media like I don't really get a lot of negative social media stuff because I'm usually just like po- like who has anything bad to say about music education you know what I mean like right, right. It's like there's nothing bad to say about it and so you're not like being that vulnerable and like you're like you're everything you're saying is like collectively the right thought this was the first time where I was like bad trending you know gifts of people bashing my head <gasps> like you know with a tray like there was this one like that my friend sent me <sighs> And, you know, in, in like when I looked at it after, I didn't see any of this till the next day. I didn't look at Twitter until the following day. And that's when I saw all the stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I like didn't feel like particularly upset or hurt by it because it it's like social media. It's kind of like fleeting. It's gone in a second. And I'm aware of that. Like people have dog memories, just like the, on to the next big news. But definitely it was like hurtful. Like, you know, getting negative feedback is not like ideal there's a lot of backstage footage of me, like while I'm doing glam, changing outfits. And like, I'm definitely not, I didn't yell. I wasn't angry. I didn't cry. I wasn't freaking out. It was just like, I'm here to do my job. I'm going to do my job. But then when I got home after dinner, I went to mm-hmm. dinner with Kenny and Rika. Uh, we went to Craig's. And then when I got home, I like sobbed for like three and a half hours straight, like literally just sobbing. And and I don't know why. Honestly, I had the best press. <laughs> like, it was like the best press. Like everyone came around. So I, it just. It was the experience. It wasn't the outcome. Like, I think it was just a lot to go through. Like, a, I mean, so much building up to it. You know, I got offered a million dollars to perform in St. Bart's for eight days. And I said no. I remember. Because. I wanted to do a good job at the Golden Globes. I took that job very seriously. And, you know, like a million dollars is a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? You and, were like, babe, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. And I I literally was like, and everyone was like, you are absolutely doing the wrong thing. Like 1000% everybody on my team and every friend like that I asked about was like, you are making a mistake. But like, I knew that I couldn't do both. 
because the award show was right after I would get back. I would have had to fly back on the 6th and fly to L.A. for dress rehearsal, rehearsal sound check on the 7th. Oh so God. it would leave me no time to write. Even though you all only saw me play like four or five songs because we ran out of time, obviously. <laughs> they had to cut my a lot of my, my music scenes because of uh, we went over on time. But I prepared like 40 or 50 different TV and movie uh, songs because we didn't know what was going to get cleared. So we were still waiting for oh. clearances a day of. So we were like, okay, this song didn't get cleared. So now we have to do this song. And that was very last minute, like five minutes before I'm on stage going live. I'm, I remember that video. Oh my God. Did you share that? You did on social. I did. I shared it because I was changing the order in my full gown. And it's like, yeah, it was like a big, you know, I took it very seriously and I worked really hard. So it was like, it was definitely like, I was sad that it wasn't received the way I wanted it to be received, but that's just how life is. That's what we should expect. Well, I think I told you after I was like, listen, this is not the last time this is going to happen in your career. Like you're on the rise and we just have to anytime you're in the public eye, like I'm not a performer. I, it's it's a completely different world. But but you're teaching people things. So you are also putting yourself I'm out there and you're there. you know, you're you're giving your opinion on things like food, health, all of these things are actually much more controversial than mm -hmm. what I do. So, you know, I'm sure you have to deal with the same thing. There's something so jarring about someone like attacking you online. Like it really hits a bone like where I feel like I'm in high school or like getting made fun of or in elementary school. Like there's definitely been a handful of people who have like actually made content to put me down or to negate what I'm saying when like all I'm trying to do is like genuinely help people. And mm -hmm. it's I always come back to like, I'm just talking about food. Like, my God, can mm -hmm. you imagine people who talk about like Politics. really? Yes. And it's, you know, sometimes you can laugh it off. Like there's obviously levels to it. Like people like asking if I'm pregnant when I'm bloated in a video, like, or people. Yeah. yeah. But then when people are really just attacking you, like I get very jarred and uncomfortable. I don't know if, I mean, if that's how you felt during the whole Twitter debacle or if you were just, you know, removed from it at that point. Not from that. You know, I think I have a different, like, you know, when I look at negative feedback like on social media I, I you know I get shut up and play the piano all the time like even when I post about like if I post about anything controversial I get shut up and play the piano so that must be hard for anybody whether you're a public figure or whether you're just like not a public figure you know and I think like my sister for instance keeps her profile private because mm -hmm. she doesn't want anyone commenting on anything negative or you know people seeing her personal life and there's trade-offs to that and I read all my comments and usually, like if I if I'm reading them, I read them all. Right. Sometimes, like if I post something and I'm busy, I can't read any of them. Mm -hmm. But if I'm reading them, I'm reading them all. And when I read the negative ones, it doesn't really bother me. Does it bother you? I feel like it bothers you. It does. Yeah. Yes and no. It depends. I do like it's always. I wish it didn't. Mm -hmm. But there, especially I think when people, there's something about people saying something that's not true. That like you know. So I don't know. Like even like you didn't actually play the piano. You didn't like rush people off stage that wasn't you so there's something where you just justice. feel this yeah so the you feel injustice. this immediate like defense <laughs> like I don't know I get defensive it doesn't always bother me and it for sure bothers me less but I would be lying if I said it didn't when someone says anything about my relationship which is pretty far and few because I don't post Gary that often mm -hmm. but I'm so protective of it that I just like want to kill everyone when mm -hmm. someone says something so I feel like when I have kids like I'm not going to share it because I just don't I know that when you put it out there you're opening yourself up to that you know when it's about 
my clothes or the things I have to say about diet and food, it bothers me. But yeah, it's it's hard. You know, like I think like part of the reason we are scared to say anything, like we're so scared to make mistakes and say the wrong thing. But like we're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to regret something that we said. I'm, you know, like I'm sure I tweeted something awful in 2011 because we didn't know it was awful yet and then now right things change yeah and conditioned differently right and it's like things are different we're evolving as people also I don't find the same things funny that I found funny in 2011 at all but I think you know we just have to remember that we all have different opinions and people are gonna hate you and honestly I feel like the more successful you are the more haters you get Honestly, I'm like, you know, not that I like want haters, but like, you know, I remember when Rihanna came out with Umbrella, like everybody was so nasty on like her comments on YouTube. Yeah, I remember like seeing these crazy comments. I was like, oh, my God, do you even know Rihanna like that? Rihanna like that. And I remember thinking like in that moment, I remember thinking, oh. Like, I want to have, like, this many haters that one day. Like, she's making such an impact and, like, causing such a stir. It's not, like, it's not really a bad thing. It's like you're just going to have that. The more people you put your stuff out to, you're going to have people who don't like what you say and like what you do. And they're going to feel empowered by putting you down. And that's kind of their problem, not ours. It's really, like, I just cannot imagine my fingers typing something mean on someone else's content like it's it's unfathomable to me so it's just I've always like had this idea where I wish someone would do a documentary where they interview the people like the adults who do it because especially like like user four six two five seven nine three underscore eight when I say who are you who are you and like why (laughs) but like don't you feel like extra weird when someone who's like twice my age like a woman twice my age there's something I don't know. There's something that feels worse about it because I'm like, you're like my mom. Like, why would you, why are you bullying me Mm -hmm. about something? So like you look awful or like you're not a real doctor, like just everything. And the whole cancel culture, me and you had this joke where we talk about like eggshells and just eggshells. Everywhere is some fucking eggshell. Everywhere (laughs) I step, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to say the wrong thing. We're afraid to say the wrong thing. And we have such good intentions. So it's, it stinks because like, anything you say can be canceled so quickly. And mm-hmm. I just have this thought too, where like everyone who's so woke, are the, they're the people who are canceling everyone. But like, if you're so anti-bullying, you're just straight up bullying when you cancel people. Like where's the room for someone to grow and change? Yeah, I really feel strongly about like the, you know, in anti-human trafficking, some of our most important allies are former pimps. And because wow. they know the system really well, they know the industry really well, they were there firsthand. And, you know, that's like the best way, that's the best way to be is reformed. In my opinion, I've the best punishment is someone who made a horrible mistake and they feel deeply bad about it. Genuinely wow. bad. And you know, it's like you look at some of these former pimps and they're like crying, you know, when they're they like so upset about how they lived their life previously. And it's like rather than putting them in jail, wouldn't you want them to f- the the guilt is what the punishment is. Yes. And then and then they're using that to help other people. And so I think, you know, everyone should have the room to to make a mistake and not be canceled for it because like. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I, know. I mean, like, I don't know how else to say it. That's beautiful. And I had no idea. Yeah. About the former pimps. That's, I mean, and that's like the worst of the worst, right? 
So it's if kind we of the can, worst. It no really offense is to like our the, former allies, our, our former pimp allies, but they can. What the behavior you did is is what most people would consider the worst of the worst, right? Yeah. Human trafficking. And if these people can change and turn around, I'm not. I'm just saying, like somebody who accidentally tweeted a fat joke ten mm-hmm. years ago, like maybe it, who knows what was going on? Like maybe they were ignorant then. Like there's just so many things that can evolve and change. Like why are we just, there's going to be no one left and everyone who's not in the public eye, like count all the mistakes you make. Imagine if like you just got canceled immediately. Mm-hmm. I always like to say, imagine your mom because my mom is not politically correct because she just, there's a language barrier. There's all sorts of things. And I'm like, Oh my God, if she was public, if she said some of the things she's not even, I'm making her sound so bad. My mom's very nice. But picture like your mom or grandmother who maybe isn't the most politically correct. Imagine them getting like shunned and canceled for saying something that they didn't even mean to say poorly. It's just like allowing people the space to learn and grow and feel safe to get better. Yeah. I mean, like we're life is long. Yeah. Like we're here for a long time. I mean, yes, life is short. Like in in the like scheme of like the universe being born like billions of years ago, but also life is long. And like, if you're going to be in this life, you're going to make mistakes. Right. And you're going to say a fat joke (laughs) and not mean it 10 years later. And it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Honestly, if, if I met someone who 10 years ago made a very ignorant racist comment about Iranians, I would be super open to letting them grow and change. I wouldn't cancel them. That's just, I feel like I can say that because I'm Iranian and it would personally offend me and hurt me, mm-hmm. but I would be willing to let them grow. I just don't, it's just, that's a whole part of the human experience is learning yeah. lessons. We, I want to be better too. I'm going to, like, I'm sure I make mistakes all day. I'm sure I've made so many mistakes that these poor people have to edit out. Do you, <laughs> sometimes I look back at my old social media content Yeah, and I'm like, Look, not that every I was saying all these things that I should be canceled for, but it's cringy. Like yeah. you keep changing every every year, you evolve more. Even things like sometimes I watch my like really old Instagram content, and I feel like it was clickbaity, where I was like, because you know, that was the thing. That was the thing, and I'm like, oh, I would never post that now. Before clickbait was a thing on social, like it was cool to clickbait yeah. social and have certain captions. And we're evolving. Like the more the so the platform evolves, and so we evolve, right? Do you ever look at your DMs or negative comments? Like, what are your thoughts on ever clapping back or just always leaving it? There are some times, you know, actually the few times, like there have been some political issues where, you know, if I talk about abortion Mm -hmm. um, or if I talk about, um, you know, something else that's, you know, uh, controversial, people will write like really crazy things to me. And sometimes I write back and actually I've found historically for myself is when I tell them my perspective in a normal, nice way without being rude. I would say like every time it's been a really positive response back. Like, oh, thanks for educating me. Or, oh, I still don't agree with you. And it's like been very positive. Now, on the other hand, like there have been times where there have been complete like comment wars, like where Mm -hmm. someone I write something and I don't comment back and someone comments and then there's like thousands of comments. Your followers are getting into fights with each other. Some are defending you, some are not. Yeah. And when I read back, I always find that people are open to your opinion. And if you just say it the right way without being too defensive or without being mean or angry, you know, I've had like, you know, I've been able to like, I guess, quote unquote, teach people like my point of view, even if it's not correct. That's how I feel. And um, it's worked. But, you know, it's like it's hard because you're not always going to get that response. Like I said, you know. 
I've done that. There's so many times I've flipped people where they've said something yeah. really nasty. And then I, I write back and I'm like, hey, can you whatever, explain or I explain my point of view. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Heart, heart, heart. Because you're a person. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what people forget is like whether you're a public figure or you're not a public figure, you're still a human being. And you're a human being that has feelings, a complex snowflake. And we're all different and we all react to different things in different ways. And I think we just have to accept that there are going to be some people who hurt your feelings. Yep. And, right. you know, get wasabi mad like I get. I get wasabi mad, which is like I'm hot for like a second. And then it's like I forgot. Babe, you are so naturally spiritual. Can I just because I study it and I'm like I'm just always working on getting to your level. But um, you're supposed to, it, it's normal to feel the emotion. Of course, anger is a part yeah. of human emotion, but it's how long you hold on to it. Wasabi. Wasabi mad. That's what I always called it. We're wasabi titling this mad. podcast Wasabi Mad. <laughs> I feel like you just to have to. like So good. Get mad for a second and let it go. Like it's over. It's done. That's so good. I love that. Time. Just kind of feel it. And I don't know, for anyone listening Maybe you are someone who's left a negative comment sometimes because I guess, especially if you're heated about something, I can understand. Like if someone was anti-abortion, I like who knows, maybe you're passionate on the other direction, you're mm -hmm. leaving a comment. But just remember, like if you just communicate it kindly and respectfully, like you're just going to get so much further. That anger doesn't, it doesn't propel the conversation anymore. It just satisfies like an instant feeling you're having. Just mm -hmm. give it a beat because there's humans behind those Instagram profiles. We're humans, guys. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about just the whole concept of killing them with kindness. If someone's really being just like so rude and angry and you come at them and you just like bite back, it's never going to help the situation. I went to the nail salon and they were just, they were so rude to me the whole time. I don't know. They were having an off day and, and I just like sat there and didn't say anything. Oh, of course, I remember this. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to leave a good tip in my head. I was like, I'm never coming back here. And then by the time I got to the register, I was like, they might have had a really bad day. So I'm going to just leave an extra tip. And it just, you can break the cycle because if I was mad, then they're going to be more mad and they're going to be rude to the next customer. But maybe you can just be a little nice and break that cycle for people. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I had a similar situation. I told you with Tina Marie. Tell me. To tell, and that, tell everyone. <laughs> it was crazy. We were in this cab going five blocks and literally my cab driver, I was like, can you make a right on 19th Street and go around? And he was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like what? Like, I'm so confusion right now. And then I was like, he was screaming. And, you know, Tina Marie has like, you know, she's feisty. So she was like, oh, no, he didn't. You know, she was protective of me. Yep. And I was like, no, babe, it's only one more block. Thank God. But also I gave him like a massive tip. And I was like, sir, I feel like you need this tip today. You seem really angry. And he cried. He was like, thank you so much. I, I, and like, he was like, I'm so sorry. And like, you know, I thought like, Tina, see, like now he's going to be nice to the next person. Exactly. He's going to go home or he's going to go home to his family and be nicer to them. And it's like breaking the cycle. Kill them with kindness because it's a, the worst that can happen is they're the same. Right. But the best that can happen is that you put them in a better mood and they're nicer to the next person. Because we're only wasabi mad over we're here. Only was well, I I'm sometimes more than wasabi mad, but I'm really working <laughs> on getting there. I get better every day. I work on myself. So. Wasabi mixed with extra horseradish mad. Yeah, no, it takes strength. Obviously, like sometimes you have the emo the reaction, but it just it makes the world better. So maybe on social, when anyone leaves a negative comment and asks if I'm pregnant or says that I'm not a doctor, so I shouldn't be talking about kale, 
I should just be like, I hope you have a great day and I'm sorry if you're hurting. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. That's what Gary would do. Exactly. That is what he does, but yeah. he's a different human. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever delete comments? I've been known to delete a few comments. I never. I keep them up there. You do? Yeah. I keep a lot up there, but when it's about, it's funny, I'm so protective of my relationship. Mm-hmm. So when it's disrespectful there, I'll delete and block. I'm like, bye. But not many, not many other comments. I was like, you know, like for me, I'm like, oh, well, if I'm going to get this negative ass comment, like I might as well have the algorithm of all these people commenting back. Honestly, right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. Like good for the algorithm. Also, your community be, like will jump in and protect you. Yeah. Sometimes that's really sometimes. nice to see. Sometimes. Sometimes it's crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. That's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Make sure you follow Core Self on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Mona Van and at Miss Chloe Flower. See you next week. Bye. Bye.